You're listening to Historically Speaking from Kappa Kappa Gamma with generous support from the Kappa Kappa Gamma Foundation. Well, the three history tiers are back together again. What? You mean like the three musketeers? Yes. I'm not sure that's a word. Well, it is now, so you're welcome. And I tell you what, it is cold and gray here in Ohio, and I, for one, am grateful to be indoors and recording this podcast with you. Well, I am too, except it's not cold and gray here in Southern California. And I know that doesn't surprise you. It's sunny. It's cold and gray here in Monmouth, so I'm glad to be recording with you as well. And our topic is fitting, at least for Mary and me, as we dream of warmer, sunnier days. The question we're covering is from the April 2007 issue of Historically Speaking and asks, was Kappa the first and maybe the only women's fraternity to build a house for alumni? We don't know if we're the first or only, and we didn't build the original building, but we do know that Kappa purchased lakefront property in Winter Park, Florida in 1937 and dedicated it on Founders Day in 1938. Can you tell us some more of the background details, Kay? Well, I do remember hearing about the Hearthstone when I was in college, but, uh, and that it was a home for alumni but didn't know much about it. So I did some research before I wrote the original, historically speaking, article in April, 2007. In 1933, the first step to make this dream a reality was taken when the Grand Council voted that a committee be formed to investigate the possibilities of establishing a Kappa home for alumni. In the 1934 convention, approved the report from the committee with these suggestions. The name should be Kappa Clubhouse. The project was to be self-supporting. There should be further investigation on the methods of establishment, and it should be an alumna project. The 1935 council session voted to instruct the chairman to take preliminary steps toward planning a campaign for an endowment to be launched at the next maternity convention. That sounds simple enough, but let me guess, it wasn't that simple. Oh, Kylie, you catch on quickly. No, it definitely wasn't that simple. The Hearthstone Fund was established in 1936 as a gift fund and alumna project. The purpose was to provide alumna clubhouses in several parts of the country where campus could enjoy friends of common interest and a gracious home together. Such clubhouses were to stand as memorials to the fraternity's founders who envisioned friendship and the idea of fraternity as lasting throughout life, not merely during college days. Unfortunately, it was not clearly determined at that time whether the clubhouses should be for campus as a retirement home or an alumna chapter home where campus of all ages could live on a cost basis. These two functions for one house were not practical. The 1936 convention voted to endorse the Hearthstone Fund and to name the first home Hearthstone. The campaign with its slogan, Be a Brick, Buy a Brick, preceded pledges and money began to flow into the funding. 
I think we found our new slogan for the Stewart House brick patio, right, Mary? It's perfect. So it seems that the original plans were to build a sizable endowment before purchasing the first Hearthstone unit. However, in 1937, the purchase of the Lee property in Winter Park, Florida, was authorized at a cost of $25,000. The loan was authorized from the Key Publishing Fund, and a local committee and board of trustees was established. The Boyd Hearthstone, named for Mary Louise Bennett Boyd, the only founder still living at the time, was dedicated on Founders Day in 1938. And please forgive my digression, but when discussion of an alumni house started, founder Lou Stevenson was still alive, but Kappa only recognized the first four organizers as founders, Minnie, Lou Bennett, Jenny Boyd, and Anna Willits. Sue Walker and Lou Stevenson marched into chapel on October 13, 1870, but weren't actually considered founders until later. So poor Lou Stevenson died in 1937, and I've always wondered how she felt about the news that the Hearthstone was to be named for Lou Bennett Boyd, the, quote, only living founder at the time. Hard to say, but I suppose it doesn't matter anymore, since we know the end of the story of the Hearthstone. But before we jump to the end, we should say that the Hearthstone was a gracious lakefront home in a beautiful setting in Florida, furnished in antiques and would accommodate 10 guests and the hostess manager. It was intended for a year-round use, but demand was always seasonal, which complicated the planning and operation. It was not designed as a permanent retirement home. To see pictures of the Hearthstone, check out page 144 in Kappa's history book, History 2000, or on page 149 in the 1976 history book. The house was never fully utilized, and as a result was financially unsound. Of the more than 60,000 Kappas in 1960, fewer than 20 stayed at the Hearthstone. Just 20? Geez, and we know from the proceedings that at every convention, the Hearthstone project was a matter of discussion. It became obvious that the operation could not continue. The Board of Trustees recommended to the 1960 convention that council be authorized to dispose of the property to the greatest benefit of the Hearthstone Fund at such time as it deemed proper. In accordance with the convention vote, the property was put up for sale, but it wasn't until November 1962 that the sale was finalized. Hearthstone operated until a sale was closed, and sadly, its new owners tore down the stately house. Many of its valuable antique furnishings were sent to the fraternity headquarters. Several gifts were made to Rollins College and its Delta Epsilon chapter and other chapters in the area also benefited. Items were sold at a private sale to local alumni. Net proceeds from the entire Hearthstone liquidation totaled $43,453.37. And it was voted that the funds be used towards restoration of fraternity headquarters which had been severely damaged by a fire in February, 1965. The endowment fund was never realized and there was never an assured annual income as recommended in 1934. Neither did the Hearthstone have the wholehearted backing of the 
fraternity alumni associations, financially or otherwise. Finally, and most importantly, it became increasingly difficult to find local Catholics willing to give the time necessary as board members. It's too bad that despite the beauty of its setting, the availability of music, art, theater, and sports at nearby Rollins College, and the dedicated efforts of the fraternity council, trustees, and committee chairman, that the Hearthstone never fulfilled its potential or the dream of the fraternity. Who knows, maybe it was simply an idea before its time. I've heard plenty of Kappas suggest that we start a Kappa retirement home. Many have never heard of the Hearthstone and assume the idea is a new one. I remember when I was in school in the 50s, we heard about the Hearthstone and it was discussed at that very first convention I attended at the homestead in Virginia in 1952. My Kappa sisters and I all said, oh, we can't wait until we can retire together at the Hearthstone in Florida. I know, I've thought the same. And lest we forget, we asked our special guest, Mary, to join us for a reason. Dr. Oz, you recently reminded me about how the Boyds, Mary Louise Bennett Boyd and her sister-in-law, Jenny Boyd, retired at Penny Farms in Florida and some other Kappas who ended up there as well. How is it that Florida would become the destination for so many early Kappa founders and their relatives? Florida was a popular destination for a variety of reasons. Undeveloped land, a mild climate, and a longer growing season. Minnie and her husband, Lucius Field, left Illinois for Florida in December 1889. They settled in Eustace. Eustis is about 120 miles north of Green Cove Springs, where founders Lou Bennett Boyd and Jenny Boyd later lived. Lucius dabbled in growing oranges. He and Minnie also grew bananas and kefir pears in their home garden. Clay County, where Green Cove Springs is located, is home to hot springs, which attracted tourists during the 19th century. In his later years, Judge James Stewart, Minnie's father, suffered from rheumatism. Doctors in this era often prescribed soaking in the springs because the water reduces inflammation and increases mobility. Perhaps he took the cure while he was visiting Minnie. The undeveloped land also attracted entrepreneurs, too. J.C. Penny founded a farming community named Penny Farms. His idea was to form a kind of cooperative, which one source explained as allowing farmers to, quote, earn shares in the community by raising crops and using the money to buy interest in the land, end quote. Applicants had to abide by certain restrictions, however, including abstaining from alcohol and tobacco. By 1927, the project had grown to include 300 buildings, including a general store, a post office, and a garage. The farm grew pecans, persimmons, oranges, grapes, and raised cattle. J.C. Penney also established a retirement community for retired Christian clergy and their spouses. This community still operates today. Lou's husband, Joseph, pastored a church in Rockledge, Florida from 1918 to 1924. Then he and Lou retired to Penny Farms, and Lou was still living there in 1934. This part of Florida became home to extended members of the Stewart family, too. Minnie's cousin, Mary McKinney Bergen, was a missionary in China for 30 years. After her retirement, it appears that she also migrated to Green Cove Springs. It was probably comforting to be near colleagues and brothers and sisters in the faith. Mary is buried in the same cemetery as Lou Bennett Boyd and Jenny Boyd. 
I'm still researching her, but that's what I've gathered so far. That gives us something to research further to see what the alumni activity was like down in Florida at that time. Well, it sounds like Florida is the place to be. I was born there, so maybe I'll figure out how to build another Hearthstone and we can make a go of it in my own retirement. I'd join you, but it's just too humid for me. I'm a mountain and desert girl. <laughs> how about you, Oz? Are you going to retire with me in Florida? Maybe we could have a Florida Stewart house. Sounds like you both have it all worked out. <laughs> I can't wait. I feel like it might be a little too early to retire just yet. <laughs> okay, dear listeners, that is the word on the Hearthstone and Kappa's early bid to set up a KKG B&B. See what I did there? Mm-hmm. Questions you'd like us to research for an upcoming episode. You can email them to us at archives at kkg.org. You've been listening to Historically Speaking, brought to you by Kappa Kappa Gamma, with generous support from the Kappa Kappa Gamma Foundation. Our headquarters is in Columbus, Ohio. Our house museum is in Monmouth, Illinois. You can find us online at kappa.org, or you can peruse our digital archives at kappa.historyit.com. Research is done by former fraternity president and former fraternity historian Kay Smith-Larson from Beta Pi Chapter at the University of Washington. And production is done by me, Kylie Smith, from Omicron Deuteron Chapter at Simpson College, and the Archivist and Museum Director for Kappa Kappa Gamma. Thank you.